Now we move away from the strictly linear world of systems of linear equations and matrices into calculus. And it's interesting that we have this progression because actually one of the reasons calculus developed was to deal with something that wasn't just linear. For example, I have this function right here, this very curvy function. And when we want to describe things about this function, we're going to need calculus. And I don't want to give everything away. So we're going to come back to this. But the trick is going to be related to what you see right here. Two different kinds of lines on a curve. And the relationship between them is where calculus was born. So first, let's start with something we all know, doing a favor for our friend. And that usually involves driving somewhere. So we're going to have time on our independent axis. And we're going to have distance traveled on the y. And suppose your friend is coming over to where you and your car are. And you're going to drive this friend to their house and then come home. So maybe they're at work in the city and you're going to drive them from the city to their home and then come back to the city. So I'm going to give you some data that gives you a certain amount of time that's passed and how far away from your original location you've traveled. And then your job is going to be to plot the points. And, and you can go ahead and connect them with a straight line. And then we'll discuss, we'll discuss what happens after that. So now let me show you the data. So here's the data from the favor you did for your friend. The first column is the time that has elapsed since you started your trip. And the second column is the distance you've traveled from the origin. And you can see we start at 0, 0. And then every half hour, we have a reading. Now, I'm not going to talk too much about this, because what I'd like you to do is set up an appropriate scale for the x-axis and also an appropriate scale for the y-axis and plot the points. Go ahead and put line segments in between the points. But as you do this, I'd like you to ask yourself how accurate you think those line segments really are. All right, I'm going to cheat and use Excel to make a chart for me. And I'll show you how to do it. It's actually quite simple to get a rudimentary chart. But if you don't like its default, then you have a little bit of work to do. But I'll show you. If you select the data, and then you click on this chart wizard icon, then it gives you choices, column chart, bar chart. We want an xy scatter plot. That one is going to relate x and y to each other. The one that's selected right now only has the dots. And I told you to go ahead and, and connect the dots with lines. So um, this, this would connect it with curvy lines, which would be really nice. Um, and eventually, that's what we're going to want. But since I want it to look like yours, I'm going to use the straight lines. And I'm just going to finish and do the rest custom myself. So if I click Finish, it's kind of small here. I can try to make a little bigger. And that looks better already. And notice it goes from 0 to 5. And then the maximum is a little over 100, just like our data. I really don't need this title right here. We only have one thing. So I'm going to delete that. And then I don't like this background. It's not very pretty. Plus, I want to make this thing taller. So I'm going to make it taller. And then that's a little too tall. Notice the scale is changing automatically on me as well. This is a better scale. 
Now I'm going to change this background, and you don't need to worry about learning all this, but in case you're interested, you can go to, to right-click on the actual square, this gray square. Gray is really depressing, so I'm going to go to Format Plot Area using the right-click. I right-click, Format Plot Area, and notice my the color of the edge, first of all, is gray. I'm going to make it a bright yellow, and then also the area is on gray. Notice the sample right now would have a yellow yellow boundary and a gray area still. So I want the area to also be yellow. So now the whole thing will be yellow. And I click OK. And then, I don't know, these grid lines can be helpful. You'll notice we have, we have a couple of hundreds here. We have a couple of numbers right under 80. So I'll go ahead and leave them on. But just so you know, you could also do format grid lines if you right click on the grid line. And then you can, you can say none if you'd like. So uh, I'm going to leave them in. And you'll notice our XY scale only goes 0, 2, 4, 6. I'm going to format the axis and go to scale. Notice my min is 0, my max is 6. It's a lot like a graphing calculator, isn't it? Major unit, I don't want 2. That's every 2 hours. I want to go according to my data, which is every half hour. So if I do 0.5, that's my major unit. And it's ugly because of the size of the font. So all I have to do now is, is either increase the size of my graph or change the font size. I'll try increasing my graph first. There we go. Zero, half an hour, one hour, one and a half hours, and so on. So you see our trip ends after five hours, and we've gone over 100 miles at two and a half hours. And it looks like that's the farthest we go. That's our maximum distance traveled. So when we look at this, let's start at the origin. After half an hour, we've gone up this much. Now I'm covering up my data right now, so let me see if I can see both of them together. Half an hour, 14.063 miles. One hour, 44.444 miles. One and a half, 76.563. So it definitely looks like this chart is matching the data. And I could continue on if I wanted to, checking each number each point with each set of numbers. Notice after three hours, we've gone 100 miles, same as after two hours. And sure enough, that's where our points are right here. Now, it's kind of convenient that after half of the time, you exactly get to the top. And what does the top mean? The top is the farthest distance traveled. So that is, in theory, your destination, isn't it? Unless Now, I didn't say that you just dropped your friend off and came straight home. If you dropped your friend off maybe over here and then went and did something more while you were in that area and then came back, then the graph would be representing a different different thing. But if you just went and dropped your friend off and then came directly home, can you say how far away your friend is from the origin? The maximum distance traveled, what it looks like, from this graph is that the maximum distance traveled is that 108 miles, 108.51 miles after two and a half hours. Now, to know for sure, we would really need to have a formula for this graph and then investigate using calculus. So we are going to be looking at at this function for other reasons as well. But for now, I just want you to get an idea, Okay, zero, and then 108 miles approximately, and then you come straight back home. And it looks like your trip is relatively symmetrical, whereas the trip out takes about the same amount of time, doesn't it? It takes exactly the same amount of time as a trip back. 
at any one of these instances, we're not sure that your trip is exactly the same. You might have had more traffic in one place and, and less traffic on the way back. But the way this graph is drawn, it's relatively symmetrical. And can you see when you were traveling the fastest? And can you see when you were traveling the slowest? It might be easiest to see the slowest first. It looks like to me, and again, we put these line segments in artificially, so we don't know for sure, but it looks like the slowest part of the trip was at the beginning and at the end, which would make sense. Maybe you're in the middle of Midtown at rush hour. You're gonna, it's gonna take you a while just to go a few blocks. And then maybe you start to get on the freeway and you're going faster here. And then, as you get closer to the destination, it slows down again. So maybe you're, where you're dropping off your friend is, again, in maybe a residential area, or maybe there's a school zone, and you have to go more slowly. And then to get out of that area, you're still going slowly. Then maybe you're on the freeway. And then you're getting back to Midtown again, and maybe it's just as crowded as it was when you left. So th- that would be one explanation. There are an infinite number of explanations for this data. But you can get the general idea of when you went faster and when you went slower. 